I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Meet or on the rocks, it's the Sports Bar with Danger and Battaglia on the Sports Leader, 95.7 FM and AM 950 The Fan, Rochester. Uh, again, I couldn't tell you right now. i got to go watch and learn from this one. Didn't execute. Forced me to make a decision. Um, again, that's no one's situation. Understanding what I can and can't do, and I can't do that there. No, I mean, at the end of the day, I still had a chance to win it, and that's, that's one thing I'll always have is just the confidence to go out there and get it done. And You know, we, we prepared so hard. The effort was there. Our guys played so hard. Defense gave us opportunities. Um, they played a heck of a game, and you know, it sucks when you, know, you feel like you're the reason, and I, I am the reason why we lost tonight. Josh Allen last night after the Bills' fall to the Jets. Week one of the NFL season, Matt Perino was at the Meadowlands. Excited to welcome him into the sports bar here with reaction from last night's game. Usually we say when, when the quarterback wins, they, they get too much credit when they lose. They take too much blame. Although, it felt like last night, if you wanted to blame anybody for that L, it's 17, is it not, Matt? Guys, it's it's mind-boggling. Like, I, I'm, I'm sitting there in the press box in New York, well, New Jersey, excuse me, and watching Josh Allen in year six do a, the exact opposite thing that he said all week he was not going to do. And you, you get into the game, and I get it, things happen, you know, the live bullets, talking about, you know, how when you get out there, sometimes it's just about reaction. But you got your coach kind of yelling at you on the sidelines to be smart you're going out there and you're just putting the ball in jeopardy. And I think maybe the most egregious of all of the mistakes, you know, the fumble was, you know, you bobble the ball, you try to like pick it up. I mean, that's, it's bad. Like it, right. But it, I get it in the heat of the moment. You got the two interceptions where, you know, you just, you're pushing the ball down the field. Like, you know, that's in his MO, but the one to Gabe Davis is just like the slow motion replay of all of the options that he, that he had on that play. And he chose the most difficult pass. And, you know, any of the other decisions probably would have yielded a first down. And instead, mistake after mistake, you know, the Jets basically, they didn't, they didn't have any lifelines left after Aaron Rodgers went out. That offensive line was bad. The Bills' defensive line was consistently getting pressure throughout the game. Even when Zach Wilson 
was in the game. So it's a really bad loss. And I feel like the team, the coaching staff, Josh Allen more than anybody, they really have to do some soul searching to figure out how do you get that out of him in these matchups against defense that just seem to have his number. Yeah, Matt, I it, like, and it's like, there, it's a play that didn't cost the bills, the possession, but when you see Josh Allen, seven yards away from the line of scrimmage where there's a two defenders on him and he's trying to truck it. I'm like, what what are you doing? There's nothing to be gained. Obviously, save yourself and all this talk about what you're trying to do. And here you are, year six, and it still hasn't clicked. I'm just wondering if this is, I'm just being honest, if this is a mental issue, I, I would assume he's got a sports psychologist, does he not? Yeah, it's it's so strange, and I don't know. I, I can't speak for his, you know, what what's on his personal, um, you know, who he speaks with, who he talks to. I know the Bills have a sports psychologist that they they work with. Uh, a couple of players have talked about that over the course of the last few years. But you know, I also just think it's it's a situation where when a team plays that well against you and they take away so many different options, I you know. He, his default is to go into this mode where he feels like, okay, I got to get it all back right now. I got to make, I got to go up right now. I got to make big plays right now. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff that you got to figure out. And it seemed like at times Stefan Diggs was really trying to calm him down mm-hmm. and reinforce him and, or re- and encourage him. And, you know, I, I don't know. It's, it's troubling because like when we seen him at his best, Right, the last time I feel like we really saw Josh Allen is that there was good moments last year. Don't get me wrong, was that playoff run in 2021? And what's the the missing link since then? I mean, Brian Dable going to going to New York. I mean, I talked about it on our show yesterday. You wonder Ken Dorsey when he started this job. It was his first NFL coordinator job. Josh Allen had already been an established MVP candidate type of player, and he's the one that said he wanted Dorsey. And then when that that whole arrangement comes into play, like just the dynamic between Dorsey and, and, and Allen, it's, it's more like, you know, peers than it is like mentor mentee, which I felt like that was the relationship with Dable. He was somebody that really developed Josh Allen and a lot of the, you know, the kind of little weird things about his game that they, that he had to kind of work through, you know, Brian Dable helped him with those things. Dorsey too, but I just, it feels like a different dynamic. And it's like, now you need an adult in the room, right? Like when your kids are, you know, acting up and not doing what they're told. And I know that's kind of like a weird uh, way to put it, but it's like John McDermott has said it. Brandon Bean has said it. Even Dorsey has said it at times. He's got to be smarter. It's not even just about the turnovers, guys. It's what you mentioned, Gene. It's like you are putting your body in in, in jeopardy for no good reason. It's got to stop. And somebody's got to be able to get the message across. Aside from the, the mistakes made by the quarterback, did you like what you saw out of the Bills' offense last night? I mean, I know that they've been talking about wanting to run two tight end sets for the last two years, and it looked like last night the majority of what they were running was 12 personnel, that they were able to get James Cook involved. They they, they were almost forcing Deontay Hardy the ball, but they had a plan to exploit this Jets' defense. Save for those turnovers, what would your grade be on, on the Bills' offense overall? Yeah, I think I, I wanted to see a little bit more um, targets for Dalton Kincaid, to be honest. Like I thought, you know, the way that they kind of split things up a little bit, four targets for Hardy, four for Davis, four for Knox, four for Kincaid. I mean, when Kincaid had the ball in his hands, I felt like it, 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 it felt different. It felt like there was, 
there was real possibilities after the catch. And, you know, you go look back at that game, and I haven't had a chance to sit down and rewatch it completely yet, but there were moments where it just it looked like there was opportunities to get him more involved, and I think that's going to kind of develop over the course of the next couple of weeks. It was first game. You don't want to, I guess, put too much on a kid early on, and I get that. Um, I thought the run pass, um, you know, how, how Ken Dorsey called the game, I was, I was fine with it. There were some opportunities. I mean, if that ball is placed a little bit better to James Cook in the end zone, I mean, that's another touchdown, right? Uh, there's a couple plays throughout the game where if Josh Allen doesn't turn the ball over, I mean, who, who knows if they're not able to kind of stumble into some more consistency, some rhythm, and, and score some more points. So I thought for the first game, like, listen, next week is an obvious get-right kind of game against the Raiders. It's not uh, a defense that, despite week one, scares you a lot. I mean, uh, there's going to be chances to score. We know what's going on with that Denver offense over the last, you know, year since Russell, Russell Wilson's been there. So I'm not super surprised that they're continuing to kind of sputter along. Um, but, but I like what I saw. I, I, I was actually surprised we didn't see a little bit more Damian Harris. Um, just to, yeah, they wanted to run in between the tackles. It seemed like that was something they were trying to do against a team that's really good at, not only clogging up holes with active linebackers, but getting really good push with their defensive tackles. And, you know, I, I thought Harris might have been a little bit more suited for that. Matt Farino, uh, Syracuse Post Standard in the Shout podcast. Um, so many, like, plays from this game, and I, I thought this is one that might get overlooked. Um, and over time, yeah, don't give five yards away. Spencer Brown, and it, it to me, it was just like, all right, that's the exclamation point on what wasn't go- a good night for the right tackle. Could the Buffalo Bills be looking at uh, making a change at that position, Matt? I don't know. I, I, what are your options? Uh, Jermaine Effetti is a guy that's come in here and couldn't even get a game day jersey yesterday, and I know he's only been around for a little over a week, um, but I don't know if he's in a situation where you can get him up to speed to even compete for that spot. And listen, I even hearing Sean McDermott talk about Brown today, I mean, he said that there were some things that he's been working on that he thought he did well in the game. I'm sure it wasn't all bad, right? We, we saw the two plays where you know, Mitchell Schwartz, uh, the former Kansas City tackle, was critical of him. But I, 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 I don't know. I, I thought that going back to the summer when we spoke, and I think we had this conversation with St. John Fisher, the Bills should have been a little bit more deliberate about bringing in some type of competition. I mean, you go out and you spend – you know, significant money on like a Deontay Hardy. Maybe that money could have been spent with another player to go out and get um, a, a, a competitive piece for Spencer Brown because really it's one game and you don't want to overreact. And that's important. You know, I've been pretty um, critical over the last 12 hours, 16 hours, but it is week one. I mean, the Chiefs lost, the Bengals lost. I mean, it, it, it hasn't looked good for some of the top offenses out of the gates. There's a lot of opportunity to get better. And I'm not sitting here saying, Deontay Hardy three for nine in his first game with the Bills after not a lot of work in the in the preseason, you know, cut bait. It's not going to work. But I just think that it looked a lot like Isaiah McKenzie, right? Like what like the stat line, like yeah. how how Hardy played. I think that money, that four and a half million, could have been spent maybe elsewhere, but um, the Bills opted to do something else with it. 
Matt, uh, last night was the first chance we had to see middle linebacker Terrell Bernard out on the field. And he had a, a couple of nice plays, but more than anything, I just felt like he was getting completely swallowed up and wasn't able to shed any of the bodies that were being sent to block him. Um, what was your evaluation of Bernard's uh, debut here in, in his second season? And do you think he's doing enough or will be doing enough here to keep Christian Kirksey on that practice squad? Or is it just an inevitability that the veteran at some point uh, enters this defense? I, I don't know. I, I think with the way that the Bills approach the position, and man, are they just, they are a little bit all over the place in terms of which positions and which young players they decide to just give the reins to or loosen the reins, if you will. I mean, you got Terrell Bernard, a guy that didn't play at all in the preseason, really didn't win that competition that just basically, you know, got handed it when he got back. And Spencer Brown, who has had now plenty of really bad football uh, at times. Just continue to hold on to that right tackle job. And then you got a rookie first-round draft pick who you can't even get a jersey to to start his second season in Kyer Elam. And listen, did Christian Benford win that job? Sure. Like, I I thought he was good yesterday. I thought he made one of the plays of the game, and I thought in coverage he graded out better, according to PFF, than Tredavious White. But it's just a situation where it's very interesting how they, you know, I, I don't know if it's like, McDermott's guys like I don't know if that like Bernard feels like that doesn't he a little bit a guy that I think Sean knew uh the Baylor coach and that was kind of the tip that they got on him and you know every time he talks about him he talks about how much they trust him and that's not a word that they've ever used with Kyer Elam which is is kind of interesting but I'm not panicking yet about Terrell Bernard like I know that I've seen some people talking about what you're mentioning um, not doing great uh, in, in the run game at times, but not a lot of them were. I mean, Jordan Poyer looked out of position a couple times. I saw Trey White with a couple missed tackles. Um, I think the more reps that he gets, gets, the better evaluation we'll be able to have. And I did like some of the you know, better plays that he made. He looked much more comfortable yesterday than he did against the Jets last year, which I think is at least improvement. Uh, I got to go back and watch the full thing. Uh, the full game, but uh, I thought it was an okay baseline start for Bernard. We'll see uh, if he can improve, but it's going to get tougher too. Like he got mostly Zach Wilson yesterday and they weren't even really throwing it to the wide receivers. I think they finished with seven catches combined as a wide receiving group. There's a lot of good quarterbacks on the schedule. Matt Perino, Syracuse Post Standard is our guest. Um, Before we look ahead here to, to the Raiders and how the Bills turn this around, let's kind of just address this story here and it, it like you never want your name associated with something like this uh matt your, your thoughts here on this allegation in a lawsuit filed by jim trotter against the nfl and in it uh there is a comment that is alleged that terry pagula has said now the bills have come out with a statement where pagula strongly denies this uh matt i just i just hope uh for Pagula's sake that none of this is true and uh, I, I'm just wondering where this kind of goes from here. For sure. I mean, <laughs> that's the first thought is like, A, how could you say something like that? And B, um, if you did say it to your point, um, you hope it's not true uh, for so many people's sakes. And it's the kind of situation where, you know, I, I was I was kind of, I, I was driving back from New York, so I haven't really had a chance to completely dive into it. Um I was reading a little bit of the lawsuit and, you know, it, you always got to be careful when you're dealing with, you know, uh, heard it on a call and, 
I think there was a report from the Buffalo News a little while ago where sources said that there were um, interviews done with all the parties that were on the uh, alleged call that happened. So, you know, the details uh, are a little bit, um, I don't want to say vague, but we don't have a lot of details at this point. But it's something that there's one thing I will say, like there was a CBS report that came out during the season last year from the owners, the in-season owners meetings where Terry said something. I don't even want to paraphrase it because I, I have to go back and look at it, but it was something really um, off-putting then. And, you know, there's been other things. So I don't know. It's just one of those things like we, we haven't talked to Terry Pagula now in, well, I can't remember the last time we actually had an official press conference with Terry Pagula. I think it was probably the owner's meetings in 2019. And, you know, when there's that much time between when you get the chance talk to the owner of an NFL team, you wonder if it's like by design. Um, Ron Makuya was doing all of the press for the Bills um, over the last two owners meetings. So, yeah, it's uh, it's a horrible look to your point, and uh, you, you hope that he didn't say it, and, and you wonder what people inside the building think about it. Matt Perino of the Syracuse Post-Standard joins us in the sports bar as we uh, try to close the book on last night. Look ahead to Sunday. It's the home opener. It's the Raiders. This has, I think you said it earlier, get right written all over it. Any concern here with who the Bills are going to be facing here week two? Um, I think Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't get the credit he probably deserves as a, a really just the opposite of Josh Allen, right? Like the, not, You don't get a lot of the highs, but you don't get nearly as many of the lows, and he's going to keep you in games. And, you know, if you can make plays and they got a good, you know, Josh Jacobs is one of the top running backs in the NFL, and the, the Bills – look like that's an area of potential concern and it didn't hurt them yesterday. And that's why I haven't really focused too much on it, you know, uh, in terms of coverage and what we talked about in the podcast yesterday, because it didn't cost them points, but we've seen in games in, the, in, in past years where it has, I mean, I, I think back to that Indianapolis Colts game, that Philadelphia Eagles game, this has been something that's always seemed to rear its head uh, during the Sean McDermott era. So um, this is a game where if you're not careful and offensively, if you don't get things going and clicking, it could be really interesting. And I don't know. I think the Raiders are in a weird place in that nobody's expecting them to be competitive in that division, but they're sitting there at one and oh, and I'm pretty sure they're the only one and oh team in that division, which is super interesting going into week two. Matt, uh, last one, and nothing to do with the Bills. Uh, what is it like to be uh, in the New York metro area on 9 11? Yeah, that was, uh, to be honest with you, overwhelming. Uh, walking around, we, w- we went down there, tried to go over to the memorial area, but they had that closed down in the morning. They were, you know, obviously letting all the you know, families of the, of the victims kind of celebrate and uh, memorialize, memorialize uh, them on that morning. But just watching, you know, firefighters uh, gathering, um, NYPD, and um, just, the emotion on people's faces walking around, just being that close to it. It was, uh, like I said, overwhelming and glad to be able to kind of go down there. My wife was obviously there. So we, we spent some time there on uh, Monday morning before I headed over to the stadium in the afternoon. Matt, give us a little preview of what's coming up this week on shout. Yeah, we got, uh, we'll get our staple show tomorrow. A lot to dig into. Uh, we haven't got the bills media schedule yet. I would imagine tomorrow's media day. Um, because it, obviously the short week and the, you know, they, Sean McDermott likes to get back on, 
on schedule, but we will see uh, a, a lot of coverage uh, over the next week for a very important game on Sunday. And don't forget, Saturday night, if you are coming up for the game on Sunday and you want to get a head start on the party, we will be live at Wingnuts, uh, our monthly show there, 6 p.m. Uh, Wingnuts North Buffalo. Uh, we had an awesome event in Rochester last time out. We're going to try to bring the, the fire once again. Uh, that is 700 Military Road in North Buffalo. Yeah, don't make the Geno mistake and go to the wing nuts there in Amherst. Go to the one in North Buffalo. That would be. <laughs> yeah, we kind of we we had a little funny hiccup there. Like they, we were gonna we were gonna roll things out at the Amherst location, and there's just been a little bit of a delay. Um, they 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 finalized that at the end of July, and we were hoping to get it done in time uh, for the first um, pre home game. It didn't happen, so we'll we'll be back at Froth, which is awesome because. They have some of the best uh, beer selections in Western New York, and you can have wings, beer, Bill's Talk with us. You and Ryan do a great job, man. Appreciate it as always, Matt. Enjoy the rest of your week. Let's talk again next Tuesday. Sounds good, boys. Take care. That's Matt Perino covering the Buffalo Bills for the Syracuse Post Standard, the Shout Podcast with Ryan Talbot as well. Going to do the live pod coming up this weekend. We're going to be live coming up Friday. Friday, we are at Three Heads. We invite you to come down. We are out there three to six doing the sports bar on location where you can share a cold one, maybe a win or two with us here in the sports bar. And again, uh, that's Three Heads Brewing Atlantic Avenue. Yes. We can share a cold one and maybe a win or two. We've got all drink to that on the way next in the sports bar. Takes on tap. I've got more blame when it comes to last night. Again, um, could all these hidden yards, it wasn't just all Josh Allen. Like when you lose a game, there are some things, but it's just, it's just another point I want to bring out of how the bills are not playing smart and um, some thoughts on Aaron Rodgers here. I've got coming up. Okay. Uh, I can't stop thinking about those turnovers last night with Josh Allen and one of our callers, I think it was Nikki G last segment said, you're a top five quarterback. Start acting like it. Well, if you need to act like a top five quarterback, guess what? You're not a top five quarterback. You're acting like you're trying to be a top five quarterback. I would argue that Josh Allen is not even a top five quarterback in the AFC. I've got my AFC quarterback power ranking. AFC East? AFC. Okay. AFC. All right. The road to the Super Bowl. It was the AFC Championship. We'll see who we put Josh Allen up against and who's in front of Josh Allen. We'll share those rankings here coming up next with I'll Drink to That and the Sports Bar. Danger and Bataglia on the fan. The NFL season is here. Now's the time to get incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. It's me, Mike Danger, for FanDuel Sportsbook, the official partner of 95.7 The Fan. Hey, also, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use. You can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Mike and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. 21 plus and physically present in New York. First online real money wager. Only $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued is non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days after receipt. Restrictions apply. See terms at fanduel.com slash sportsbook. For help with a gambling problem, call one 877 
888 hope ny or text hope ny 467-369. NFL Sunday ticket offer ends 9-18-23. No refunds. Terms and embargoes apply. $100 off NFL Sunday ticket, not YouTube TV. YouTube TV base plan required to watch YouTube TV. Redemption requires a Google account, current form of payment as well. Commercial use excluded. Subscription renews. Cancel anytime. I really... Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 